good morning from hell. It's, a, it's another beautiful day out in hell. There's fresh lava on the grass. And Chris is here with mm -hmm. my coffee. Come here, come here, Chris. Come here, come here. Give me, yeah. give me a hug, Chris. It's so good to see you. Why? Are, okay, hi. Give me, give me a hug. Give me that coffee. Give me that hug. Yeah. 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 There you go. Ah. There you go. It's blood in your face. What a beautiful day in hell. Yeah. So for those of you who may have never listened to this podcast before, I'm Chris. Uh, I died fairly recently and I... I was sent to hell, and my eternal punishment is to do this podcast with my co-host, the vice president of hell, uh, Clayton. That's me. Four more years, am I right? Four more years. So I got a couple of questions from the audience that they sent in. Let's hear it. All right. So uh, this is from Hotmail uh, from Velo, V-A-L-O. Ah, uh, let me see your Velo. Velo. Yeah. Yeah, lots of, it's, it's a song. I'm parodying it. I'm replacing the, the real words. With the person's name. Continue with the question. Sorry. Yep. Uh, hi, I'm a 14-year-old demon, and my uh -huh. horn is constantly hard. Do you have any advice for me? Ooh, that's a, that's a rough one. Yeah. You're going uh -huh. through a lot of changes. You're feeling a lot of things in your body right now. Mm -hmm. We've all been there. It's embarrassing, you know? Yeah. Everybody's looking at your hard horn. So uh, I, uh -huh. I would recommend getting, like, a hat or something. You know, it, sometimes it happens when you're in demon class, and, and you kind of fall asleep, and you wake up, and your, your horns are hard. So, like, wearing a nice hat to cover yeah. that up. Maybe put, maybe putting your textbook on top of your head to kind of <laughs> yeah. to squash or your down backpack. A bit. Yeah, find a way to like cover it with your backpack. Yeah, but I, I'll tell you what though, uh -huh. uh, Velo, like uh, you're gonna miss these days. You know, someday you're gonna you're gonna be an old demon. You know, up in your six thousandth year of life, and uh, and you're gonna miss the, those hard horns. You know, it's, you're gonna have soft, floppy horns. And they're just yeah. gonna be hanging down to your shoulders, and you're gonna you're gonna miss the days when you used to get random hard horns. Yeah. So yeah. Do 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 you have a soft horn problem? I mean, I have no, no. I'm 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 stiff as a <laughs> stiff as a diamond. Yeah, uh -huh. my horns my horns could be harder. Yeah. But no, uh -huh. there there's other people. Uh -huh. But you know, I this is not uh, from personal experience. But you know, yeah. there's there there are medicines to solve yeah. these problems. Yeah. Medicine like what? Uh, we got uh we got we got Diagra. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, is that it, a bit of a stretch? Is yeah, that joke well, not good? So, was that, did that no, not pass no, no. the Chris so, bar? No, no, that's uh, I was. It was. Uh, it's a low bar, so you're good. Uh, oh, okay. So, so, Diagra. Does it? Is it like rigor mortis? So it kills you and makes you hard? Or that's like, right. It, yeah, yeah, it makes you stiff like a corpse. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, yeah, contact your your doctor if you are dead for more than forty eight hours. I don't know how you're gonna do that because you're dead. But anyways, mm -hmm. yeah, we got we also got horny goat weed. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense because goats have horns and right and horn. It's in the name. Yeah. Horny. That's that's a freebie. Uh, whoa, whoa, yo, talking, Mister Criticism over here. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, we have a question uh, from Dorian. Is there a question? Hot. Hey, can I get comedy classes from Chris Damaris? No. Is that the question? No, because the they're all sold out. Um, right. I found this is from Dorian. I found myself the owner of at least 13 other people's souls. Ooh. How do I donate them to the Clayton's party uh, to aid in your endeavor to become the one true president of hell? Hail oh, Clayton. Wow. wow. Dorian, thank you. That's that's so nice. I mean, there's there's so many places that you could take your souls to. You know, you could go yeah. to the, the Church of Scientology. Uh, you could, God forbid, God, you know, mm. you, you could take yeah. it to him. But you, you know what? It sounds like you hit the black pot with your 13 <laughs> souls. So uh, it's very simple to get them uh -huh. down to hell. All I got to do uh -huh. is you go to your local, you know, UPS, FedEx, uh, and then and then you pick up just one of those envelopes, okay? Mm -hmm. 
and then you're gonna you're gonna want to seal the soles into a plastic baggie, and you're gonna want to put a lot of packing peanuts. Okay, soles are very fragile, so put yeah. all the pa- packing peanuts. You're gonna put it in the package, and then you're gonna seal it up, and then you're gonna light a black candle and draw wow. a pentagram from the bone dust of an old rabbit or or other small woodland creature. Uh, okay. And you're gonna make a pentagram, and then you're gonna put it in the middle, and you're gonna light it on fire, and then you're gonna do the sacred chant. The sacred chant. Yeah, it's a, well, it's stairway to heaven backwards. Yeah. Oh, it's e- it's easy. Okay. It's easy. It's express delivery. Very cheap. What? Well, why a rabbit? Because it's it's you know you gotta you gotta sacrifice a cute little animal. So, oh, know, yeah, yeah. Rabbits, cats, dogs, <laughs> hedgehogs. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna just keep naming off animals yeah, yeah. to cut me off, Chris. Uh, no, no, I'm I squids. Crabs. So, crabs? No, no, no. Sorry, I, I was looking at my crabs on my couch. Oh. I looked down between my legs. I said, oh, crabs. Uh, I got crabs okay. again. They're back. Uh, okay. Uh, who do we have for our guest this week? Well, you know, we got we got a couple of old school celebrities, you know. we They're, they're part of the old guard. You know, you got your modern celebrities, you know, your big hot, hot shots. You know, you got your, your Wesley Snipes and, and, your, and your Jared Leto's. And your your Walter Goggins is, is what? But these are this is this is the old school. Th- that was your that was your A list. Yeah, that's that's the that's what's hell's top tier celebrities. They're our biggest draws. Anytime they come out with the movie, we're, we're who's lined Walter, up for Walter Goggins? Goggins? You know, it's not important. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're gonna choose our guests. Uh, it's it's uh, Jimmy Stewart and Grace Kelly. Yeah, come wow. on in, guys. Oh wow, what a pleasure! Thanks for having us. Thank you for such colorful an introduction. Oh yeah, I don't know what half those words just said, but uh, it sounded like real nice people. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, so these these are like the biggest celebrities from like the fifties and sixties, right? I mean, wow. Yeah. So to name uh, a few. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my career started a few decades before that, but okay. Yeah. So Jimmy, do you want to go by James or Jimmy Stewart? Which do you prefer? Call me Tom. Tom? That's a that's Tom? an old that's an old Hollywood joke. Yeah, you oh. can call me Jimmy. Jimmy is so full of quips. Oh, thanks, Grace. Uh, yeah, so uh, Jimmy, yeah, you're like, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. It's a Wonderful Life, Rear Window, and Grace, you, you were in Rear Window with Jimmy. Dial in for murder. Anywhere a woman was needed, I was there. <laughs> well, I, yeah. was that you? <laughs> <laughs> Something of a fashion, yes. You know, they just put them put them in front of me like a revolving door of women. <laughs> yeah, I could tell one blonde from the next. Yeah, is that how it worked in the fifties? But I had a, I had a wonderful time filming with Grace. Oh yes, as long as the de- director advised that we do not tell Mister Stewart our name or our cup size, no. we would be fine. No eye contact. <laughs> But he jokes, he jokes. Jimmy and I were often paired throughout this time period. Oh, yeah. So you, you guys worked with Hitchcock a lot. Tell, tell us about oh, that. Yes, Hitch and I, we were fast friends. Dial M for murder. One of my first pictures with Hitch. Oh, yeah, he was a genius, that's for certain. I don't think he did anything wrong on set. <laughs> I mean, no? Not, nothing? Not another thing? No, I mean, sometimes you gotta crack the whip to get the most out of your actors. I can tell you that much. Oh, yes. He's known now for some of his unorthodox methods, but what most people don't know is that I advised him in many of those regards. Oh, really? You were like an assistant director or a co-directed of sorts? Oh, no, a woman wasn't allowed to hold such a title. (laughs) 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 What a humor. Uh. When Hitch would lament to me, I would say, you know what? If she doesn't want to abide, maybe you throw the birds at her. The birds? Birds? Yeah, well, I'll tell you this much. I told Al to his face. I said, 
If I could have been there on set to throw a bird at Tippy, I would have. Oh, you're talking about the movie The Birds. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we weren't in it, but if we could have could have been there to see see her get pegged with those birds again and again, it would have been the time of my life. Yeah. Oh, but we were in so many fashionable pictures together, weren't we, Jimmy? Oh, absolutely. Just like. Rear Window comes to mind now. <laughs> well, where, where is Rear Window? Uh, they mentioned a bunch, but at the top, I oh, rope. I was in rope and vertigo. Yeah. You know, we have the, the uh, entertainment industry down here in hell, and I, I hear that you guys are making a sequel to Rear Window. Is that, is that true? Well, yeah, that's part of the reason we wanted to come on the show. Yeah. We want, they're finally doing it. They're getting the gang back together. Tell us about your new picture. Oh, Hitch called us up and he said, here's a gas for you. Yeah. Rear window two. Front mm-hmm. window. Wow. Yeah, so what? it's, uh, without saying too much, it's basically the same premise of the first one, except it's the windows on the other side. Oh. Yeah, it's the front. Yeah. What about, what about like, is there is there still going to be, like, a wife killed or something, or? Oh, Hitch wanted to go big with this one. He wanted to go big time. He said, double the wives dead. Two, oh. two dead ladies. Oh, not just one? Yeah, yeah. No, no, we doubled it for this one. Wow, going big. Well, that makes sense in the sequel. You always got to go bigger and more death. More dead wives, more windows, more everything, more 1950s man body. Because if you're you're familiar with Rear Window, you see quite a bit of Jimmy Stewart's excellent physique in that film. Oh, I was in the best shape of my life during that movie. You can just (laughs) take one look at it and see. 105 pounds of pure Hollywood charisma. The skin wow. hanging off my bones. That was a heartthrob. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Hollywood yeah. heartthrobs were definitely saggier. Jimmy, as, as, as impressive as your physique was, it did become quite a bit of a, a problem come wartime. Well, yeah. Well, I, I mean, before then, it's big, I was too small. I had to gain some weight. I had to put on 5, 10 pounds just to get into the war. Oh, you, which war? All of them. Oh, all, okay. <laughs> well, this is the biggest war, the 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 big one, you know. Uh, World I War. I was a pilot in World War Two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, what fun we had, Jimmy! Soaring over the skies, you and the Wait. jet, me painted on the side. Oh, so Grace, you weren't actually with them, or uh, you were? You were your? You were like a, one of the paintings on the side of the planes. Yes. Yeah, so to raise morale and uh, earn some money stateside, MGM sold my likeness to the war effort. Well, everyone's oh. got to do their part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was no exception, except there was a little bit of a snafu, and some of my images got sold to the Nazi side. Oh, you should have oh. seen the look on my face when I'm blitzing through the clouds, and I see some Nazi plane coming through through the through, through the side room mirror there, uh-huh. and it's got Grace looking back at me. And there yeah. I am, pretty as a picture, getting my tits blown off. <laughs> yeah? So you were, what, just like a Nazi? I guess you are a blonde-haired woman. Oh, she's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Except yeah. when I'm not. As any man would rightly point out. Well, when she speaks up. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. So you were just like, what, all over Nazi, like, propaganda and tanks and stuff? Oh, Chris, if you could have seen it, I was the biggest star in Dusseldorf. My picture was pasted all over the walls. Sure, the walls were getting torn down in the Blitzkrieg, but I was there, Chris. Every side of a tank, every bomber... You could see grace in the skies. Are you yeah. sure you want to, you're very proud of that? I mean, I mean it's, you're, you're fighting for the wrong side, <laughs> yeah. technically. 
<laughs> that Nazi money paid for eight MGM pictures that fall. Oh, oh, why would keep that to yourself? <laughs> uh, I'm starting to figure out how why you ended up down here, Grace. <laughs> what are you talking about? Don't forget that Jimmy and I also did our part. Most people don't know this, but we were spies serving for America. Well, yeah. Oh. See, see, what happened is they saw a rare window, which actually uh-huh. came out about. 15 years later and they, the script saw, had been the script the had been sp- written we were attached oh yeah. it was circulating the town like judy garland on a waterbed and and so <laughs> it was actually al's idea <laughs> it was it was actually al's idea he said well if you guys are going to be spies in this movie you should go be spies in the war Wait, was this like was this some sort of like method acting like you were training up for the part or or, or? well yeah it was like a, an actor's boot camp I guess oh right yeah well, you were actually on the front lines though well I wasn't I was in a tower about uh, eighteen miles away from the front line with the binoculars oh but <laughs> Grace was going through the shit yeah <laughs> yeah tell us about that Grace yeah I was out Jimmy was in the tower we were on the comms he was spotting the Japanese for me, and I was shivin' them one by the one, dozens by the dozens. I was killer dilla out there on the battlefield. You should have seen it. I had twisted my ankle, you see, right before uh, we had started, so I was uh, confined to a wheelchair for most of yeah, us. You actually became the character from Ruwinda. That's nice. Well, it was purely coincidental, but oh. I don't know. It helped. Yeah, yeah. So did you ever leave the watchtower? Well, yeah, you see, because... One of the one of the bad guys, uh, enemy soldiers, I guess in this case the Japanese. <laughs> yeah, yeah could, couldn't tell what uh, with, with theater of war. That's you're where the front him. lines were. You know, th- it was a it was a whirlwind. But yeah. uh, but see, one of them got through, and uh-huh. uh, I tried to stop him, but he ha- held me out the side of the tower. He was trying to put old Jimmy into a Chicago overcoat, and I said, I won't do it, I won't do it. So I doubled back, and I put two bullets in his computer one by one. Did they have computers back then? I think she means the brain. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. I just didn't know if that was a common uh, uh, saying, but all right, moving on. You were fighting in the Pacific the whole time, I guess, then? I had us flying which way and watch why. We went yeah. from the, the Hollywood theater to the Pacific theater, Chris, and I don't oh. regret any single moment of it. And Rear Window, the script, prepared us for those days. Jimmy, all of the time he spent method acting, preparing for the peeping that he was going to do. Well, I said, we're heading, we're sending you off to the Japanese theater. I said, well, I've been to the Chinese one before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a very famous theater, so yeah. So what other kind of stuff did you guys uh, participate in during the war? Oh, well, you'll be interested to know this, that during one of my many missions undercover, I got mm-hmm. a personal audience with Joseph Goebbels. He was oh. making one of his pictures, and of course he wanted me to be in it, and who was I, a trained thespian, to turn down such a role? So of course I obliged. During that time, I learned that the Führer himself would be at a theater on Munich Main Street uh-huh. during an wow. exact time that Jimmy would be in town. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I was I was there doing charity events for in Germany. Yeah, yeah. He was raising the spirits of the troops. Yeah, I don't. Which, yeah, which I don't troops? See, I, well, like, the troops are troops, and I'm just trying to be supportive. <laughs> yeah. You always want to support the troops, except, but Nazis? Do you really want to support the Nazis? Well, troops? you know, let me let me share my morality here. I figured uh-huh. if I could do it, the least I could do would try and put a bullet between Hitler's eyes. Oh. Yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, that's part of your undercover mission. 
Yeah. So how, how did that go? Well, it's it, it's a very. I mean, we, we, it didn't work out like we wanted to. I went to the theater and I got I got him alone in the men's room, and and I'm about to pull the trigger, and he tells me he's got these dogs, these shepherds, and he loves them. And you know what? I immediately thought of my dogs back home. Oh. And I just couldn't do it. You let Hitler live because of dogs? Because <laughs> well, he likes. Is, he showed me a picture of his little guy Brutus, and I just I couldn't make Brutus an orphan. So you you let Hitler go because you're a dog I, guy. I, well, I don't think of it as letting him go. I I think of it more as keeping Brutus's daddy in the world. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know if that like necessarily evens out. Yeah. Listen, we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. I, I had to live with that for the rest of my life. Sure, some might consider it a war crime. <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> oh, That's oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So going back to your movie career, Jimmy, I mean, one of the a movie that's super popular even nowadays is It's a Wonderful Life. It's that famous Christmas movie you were in. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. About, yeah where you kind of like an angel comes down to earth to help you through a hard time. And then you help the angel get its wings since you're now dead and in hell. Have you stayed in touch with that angel? Well, no, because that was an actor. That wasn't an actual oh. angel. We, we, we weren't able uh, to start casting angels in our Hollywood pictures until about the seventies. Oh, <laughs> what kind of famous angels are in the, uh, in the movie industry that you know of? Oh, well, Grace has met a couple of them. I'm sure. John Travolta phenomenon. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's real. No, you're no, thinking no, of no, Michael. Of Michael. Well, but <laughs> From he my... was also an angel in Phenomenon. That's how he did all the things. Yeah, those are visual effects. Wow. Yeah. No, well, and then no. also what? Like Nick Cage, he's an angel, right? There's a whole city of them in that one movie. Well, yeah, yeah, he is. Ben Affleck. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And then and then all everyone knows Charlie's angels. All three of those beautiful ladies were angels. <laughs> but no, Sorry. let me tell you, let me tell you something about It's a Wonderful Life. That movie uh-huh. came out and it wasn't a big success. And 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 here's the worst thing. What? The whole reason I'm down here has nothing to do with Adolf. No. No, the whole reason I'm down here is because up there got pretty offended with the portrayal of the angels. Oh. Oh. Wow. They get a little, a little sensitive, a little touchy. What went wrong? Well, I mean, I guess you guys would know better than I do, but they just didn't appreciate showing them like a homeless transient, I guess. Oh, the angel? <laughs> Making the yeah. angel kind of a dummy? Yeah, yeah, like showed him as a real goofball. Oh. Yeah. Well, they, they have a similar saying, you know, like in that movie they talk about uh, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. But down, down here it's every time an ass farts, a, a demon gets its horns. So. Do you know where that saying originated from? A, a saying that we used often on set, Hitch and I, which was every time a bell rings, Gracie gets her pills. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh. I want to follow up with that, but what happens if someone like, I don't know, goes to fart and then accidentally takes the shit, like a accidental shit, what, what happens then? Uh, a shart? A shart. A, a shart, oh. yes. Uh, that gives us uh, both horns, a tail, and a uh, steak dinner down at IHOP. From 1949 to 1962, I wasn't contractually allowed to fart. No. Most people don't know that. So what did you do when you needed to? That's why I wore the billowy dresses. Oh. Well, Billy, uh, Jimmy and I had a tube system worked out because you know that set from Rear Window was an actual mm-hmm. practical apartment set that they made. Well, I left in there for eight weeks. <laughs> yeah. So if I felt a little bit of a chamber weaver coming on, mm-hmm. Jimmy and I would run a tube from my anus down to his mouth. Yeah, I'd take the fart. <laughs> I'd take it. 
<laughs> that's how close we were. Oh. And Hitch was never the wiser. Oh, that seems like a great place for an ad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, great segue, Jimmy. Now that you mention it, this episode of Good Morning From Hell is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Uh, ExpressVPN protects your privacy uh, and your security online, and it can also unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Yeah, it's kind of like a cheat code for the internet. Up on Earth, a lot of people are stuck at home, and they're refreshing their streaming services, and it's the same content, but... With ExpressVPN, you can magically trick your internet into thinking you're in a completely other country, anywhere in the world. Refresh your internet, and boom, you're in England watching content with British accents. Oh, jolly good. Wow. Say, I want to watch anime. I can just say, hey, ExpressVPN, uh, I want to be in Japan. And then, oh, kablamo, I'm, I'm, I'm watching anime. Yeah. Or maybe maybe say I want to watch uh, Seventh Heaven. I can uh-huh. use my ExpressVPN and then and tell it that I wanted to be in heaven. Oh, you can access heaven streaming services? I have all of heaven's streaming services. <laughs> wow. It's mostly just Seventh Heaven. They're still making it up there. Yeah, ExpressVPN works on all streaming services. It also works with all devices, your phones, your media consoles, smart TVs, wherever you want to watch internet, it works. Yeah, and there's hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason we use ExpressVPN is... It shows things like ridiculously fast. There's uh, barely any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. So if you want to find out how you can get uh, three months free, go to the link in the description and click it, or you can go to expressvpn.com slash hell. Yeah, so support our show, watch whatever you want, and protect your privacy on the internet with ExpressVPN. That's expressvpn.com slash hell. Okay, so now back to Jimmy and Grace. Follow-up question. Uh, Grace, you mentioned earlier that you said something about pills. Yeah, what, what kind of pills are we talking here? Oh, the best of pills, my friends. You know, actresses of the era were held to a very high standard, okay? And Hitch, he didn't let any of his girls off the hook. I was on a regular slew of hoppers, toppers, and poppers. Uppers and goozles and whizzlewumps and who's a what's it? It sounds like a Dr. Seuss uh, book <laughs> of some sort. Oh, sure. There wasn't an hour of the day that I wasn't ready to perform and perform I did. Jimmy even threw a couple in there if he, if he saw my performance lagging a little. Yeah, we used to have a, a turn of phrase called asleep on your fate. Which I was <laughs> many a time. I, I didn't realize pill popping was such a big deal back then. Oh, yeah. It was the only deal. Yeah. <laughs> Generally, you knew how many pills you were going to take on set any day, given the number of page count. Oh. So, for example, if we were filming 42 pages in a day, well, that would be 68 pills. Oh, that's a lot of pages and pills. 42 in a- pages? Jesus. <laughs> Those were the times. <laughs> well, most people don't actually know this, but there were some unreleased movies that Jimmy and I were in together. That oh. never saw the light of day. Oh, really? yeah. Yeah, a lot of wasted effort there. Yeah. Like what? Well, some of my favorite pictures that we did. Barnyard Beauties. Yeah. Was one of them. <laughs> Barnyard Beauties. There was a, he's got it. That's just about right. What? That's what it was called. What? The picture. It's like the man who a, knew too much. It was, but... it was a man who knew who, who knew too much, but there's a uh-huh. sequel called, no, he's got it. Oh. Nothing else to be said. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, he's got it. He's got Subtitled, it. Subtitled, nothing else to be said. Yeah, it was three and a half minutes long. One of my favorite pictures I ever worked on. 109 yeah. pills for the day. Well, uh, hey, uh, Chris and Clayton, yeah. I, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, what exactly is a podcast? Because I've done a bunch of radio plays in my day, but I've uh-huh. never heard of a podcast before. Well, it's when you take uh, two people who aren't uh-huh. really talented and don't really have any skills, uh-huh. uh, and then they, they get a bunch of radio equipment, and, 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 and then they talk. 
And then people listen to it for some reason. It, it's kind of like, you know how everyone back in the day would be like, oh, I want to write that book. Now everyone's like, oh, I really want to make that podcast. That's the kind of modern, you know, book writing is. Yeah, it's, it's oh. also a, a tool for uh, finding flaws in the judicial system and uh, learning about how murderers are walking amongst us uh, every day. That's, that's another thing that podcasts do. I get it. So kind of like those radio transmissions that said, we just want the depression to end. Yeah, exactly yeah. like that. Yeah, well, those were hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jimmy, it's so wonderful to be together again. Oh, yeah, it's great. I'm just glad I remembered your name. <laughs> <laughs> so have you all uh, kept up with movies? Have you all seen anything recently? Every year when we get our free day out of hell, we love to go to the picture show and see what's playing at the multiplex. You get a free day out of hell? Yeah, Chris, most, be- most people are privy to that. Did, did you not get yours? No. Oh, okay. Well, we'll look into it, I guess. I don't know. I don't think you will. That is no, not- I won't look into it. You're absolutely right. You're not going to get a free day. Anyways, continue on, Grace. What kind of movies did you watch? What's, what's, what's new? What's, uh, what's at the theater? Oh, I just saw this delightful little picture the other day. What, what, what was it? Uh, I believe it was Bad Boys 3. Ooh, <laughs> sounds yeah. good. Oh, yeah, for life. What? Yeah, it's for life. That's a, that's the subtitle of the film. Oh, okay. Oh, Bad yeah. Boys for Which- life. If you ask me, it's a bit hyperbolic, but, you know, to each his own. So y'all like new movies? Oh, seem I, like- I, I love any kind of movie that harkens back to the days when I was working in films. You know, those classic pictures with character and story. Uh, yeah. The new Lion King comes to mind. <laughs> that The new Lion King? Yeah, yeah, the one with all the you know, animals that can't emote. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I feel like that's the kind of thing that Hitchcock would really be into. Oh, but he would have had real lions up there in my head right between their jaws. Mm. Oh, He's those a, were the days. He'd say, how can we get a young lady in this picture? Yeah. And how can we put her in danger? <laughs> yeah. So what is what is Hitchcock up to now? Is he in hell? Oh, no. So, like, you know how in most of his movies you, you can kind of see him walking around the background and, you know, he would do all those cameos and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he was, like, yeah. known for his, like, the Hitchcock cameo thing. Yeah. Right, yeah. No, he's still doing that. Yeah. He's, like, he's, he's just on cameo. He's just on cameo. Yeah. What? You pay him, like, 30 bucks and he'll, he'll, he'll say happy birthday or some bullshit. Oh. <laughs> Is it available on Earth or only in hell and heaven? It's only in hell and heaven, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're lucky, Chris. You know, oh. you're in hell, but you get, a, you get to get a cool cameo from Alfred Hitchcock. Chris Clayton, tell me, did Hitch make it to heaven? Oh, absolutely not. No. No. <laughs> he is definitely down in hell. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen him. Where could, where could Hitch be hiding? He's with the uh, foot fetishists. Uh, yeah, he's keeping the spot warm for Tarantino. Oh, Jimmy and I had so many wonderful times together. Remember that time we were shooting that picture on the Riviera? Oh, that was beautiful. And that stunt coordinator went overboard and then... Hitch told everyone to be quiet, and we covered it up. And I never said a thing. Went to seafood after. Oh, those were the days. Oh, mm. an amazing time. Yeah, I think the best part of our lives is that we have all these amazing stories from films we were on. The time that we drove that stunt car into that little Malaysian boy. Oh, wow. He had it coming. What was he doing in the middle of the road? The car barely took a dent. <laughs> the show must go on. You know, I think that's something that Hollywood loses now today. The show must go on, and Jimmy and I, boy, did we ever. Yeah, is that the biggest difference between, like, the movie industry today and back then? Disposability? I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, human life was 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 nothing on set back then. Yeah? Yeah, you could get rid of anyone. What's the movie that had the most real-world deaths in it? Oh, that was, oh, 100%, uh, What's a Wonderful Life. 
we had 152 deaths on that fell. <laughs> on that. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. It's a small massacre. What happened? We shot into it. The snow machine. It went haywire. <laughs> Most of what you're seeing on screen is ashes of all the people. Oh my oh. God. Wow. Yeah, Capra had his ways. That sounds like a, it's a wonderful life, more like it's a terrible death. <laughs> yeah. Grim. Something that, that Jimmy and I just don't care for now is all the special effects in the pictures. Well, I actually was gonna gonna ask you, Grace, you know, like, what, what do you think about if they brought you guys, like, back to life, you know, through CGI? How would you feel about that? Well, I, I could see that happening, except, you know, I already retired from acting at the ripe old age of 27. Oh. Oh, yeah. Didn't you marry, like, a prince or something? Why, yes, I did. I became the princess of Monaco. I don't even know where Monaco is. Where is that? Ah, it's somewhere over there, but you know do, do what? Do you know where? Wait. Wait, Grace, do you know where it is? Here, I got a map. Here, here, here's a map. Uh, Point to Monaco. I kept pointing somewhere near Afro France. <laughs> so you're the queen of it. Well, I'm the queen, and they are my subjects. Of course, I've I've long passed, and they still worship me there, and I'm held in a very high regard. Yeah. Very high regard. I'm held pretty high regard in Indiana. In Indiana? Yeah, I got a statue somewhere out there, I think. So we're both made our mark, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you're not like a king or a prince or anything, though, Jimmy. But it's a nice statue, though, Chris. It's a really nice statue. So what would you guys say is the biggest difference between the 1950s and hell? There's a lot more blenders. Yeah, the landscaping, for sure. Which one has more blenders, the 50s or hell? Oh, there are blenders everywhere down here in hell. Oh, you can blend your blender. Yeah, it was a luxury item back in the 50s. Oh, yeah. If a woman was getting married, her dowry was a blender. (laughs) You know she was worth it, I hope. Socially, I feel like everything's pretty much the same. But the, whenever they refer to the Red Scare down here, it's it's normally it's just related to. Of demon. course, McCarthyism. Jimmy and I exposed many communist sympathizers during that period. Oh yeah, I, I couldn't stop pointing my fingers. <laughs> Even some that maybe were a little bit of a miss, Jimmy. Well, no, but they were you know, they were trouble. You gotta find a way to get rid of them somehow. Who did you blow the whistle on? Who, who are we talking here? Cary Grant. <laughs> Cary Grant. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy did try to take Carrie down at one point. Well, you see, because there are only a handful of actors that are more famous than I was. I'm one of the most famous actors of all time. Jimmy, he, you know, he tried to turn in Clark Gable. He tried to turn in Rock Hudson. He tried to turn in Cary Grant, Gary Cooper. Yeah, a close friend. Uh, Eventually, you know, Jimmy, you point one finger forward, you point three fingers back. And so eventually the American Gestapo, if you will, they started they started looking around, sniffing around Jimmy's home. Well, and rightfully so. I was a communist. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's how I got all the papers to plant on Grand. Oh, yeah, they were mine. Yeah, you, I mean, he's known for to catch a thief, but you, you know, you were trying to catch a communist, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. So yeah. eloquent. Uh, <laughs> it's a movie that you were in, Grace. I don't know if you remember it. You were in that movie with Cary Grant. She, I think she's fell asleep. You know, she's, uh, she's, she's, hold on, let me pop some more pills in her mouth and see if I can get her roused. I don't remember much of, you know, March 1959 and onward. <laughs> okay. Jimmy and I, we just want one more star and feature. We just want one more big blowout at the box office. That's all we can ask for. Well, yeah, that's why we're really putting all our eggs in the uh, front window. Is there anything you gentlemen do, can do to help us with promotion? Uh, I mean, you know, you're on the podcast, and it is Hell's number one podcast, so yeah. there's that, and uh, we're getting a batch of fresh souls coming down. Oh, jeez. Jimmy, put the shirt back on, okay? You don't need to 
You don't need to woo all the ladies here with your extraordinary physique. Oh, you like how you can't see any musculature anywhere? <laughs> Stop tenting me, Jimmy. I'm a married princess. I won, I won uh, America's Perfect Man Body Physique Magazine 18 years in a row. It was yeah. before cameras or mirrors had been invented. Well, our audience is listening only, so they, they can just kind of have to imagine. The pale, almost uh, invisible skin covering up your veins and muscles. Jimmy, why don't you give us a shake so they can hear it? All right, here you go. Oh, listen to that. <laughs> listen to that go. Most people don't know this, but the story of Captain America, that was inspired by Jimmy's efforts to join the war. Yeah, yeah well, only the first part. <laughs> Never got the serum, though. Turned yeah. it down. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy, they, the people don't know about the secret government serum that you were supposed to take to become a super soldier in the Second World War. Yeah, well, as soon as they told me it's going to make my doubts a little bigger, I said, keep that junk away from me. That's not the only movie that's based on me, by the way. He oh, said, no? if I can't wrap my belt under my nipples, I don't want it. I don't want <laughs> it. <laughs> so, yeah, what are the other movies that are based off you? Well, uh, I almost sued over it, but uh, that... Thin Man from Pan's Labyrinth. That's me one for one. Which one? The the, the guy with the eyes on his hands. Oh. <laughs> because he was always watching, hence yeah. the rear window. So yeah, they said, put yeah. the eyes on the hands. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at that guy. And I said, there's a cutie right there. All right, Grace, Jimmy, where, where can the guys, where can everybody see your next movie? Yeah, front window. Where can our audience watch it? Well, I just got the word down. It's premiering exclusively on Quibi. On oh. Quibi? I'm going to enter the code for one Nazi scalp. Okay. All right. I'm sure they'll be That's N-A-Z-I-S-C-A-L-P, Nazi scalp. Don't let this one get away. All right. Well, you heard it here first. Front window premiering on Quibi with Jimmy and Grace. Guys, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. Oh, yeah. thanks for having oh, me. Oh, it's been a master blast. I'm going to go take some hooch down these pills. Thank you, fellas, for having us in your palindrome. Yes, yeah. ma'am. Well, Chris, I would say that this, uh, we can dial F for finished. Uh -huh. That's what this episode has done. Yeah. Uh, so everyone, make sure you hit the little ellipses wherever you listen to this or if you're in your computer to hit the share button and post it on social media. Tell your friends. Spread the word uh, so we can keep making it. Yeah. All right. Well, hail Clayton. Oh, hail Clayton. Oh, God. Jimmy, I didn't know you are here. Oh, so thin. Hey guys, thanks for listening. This is Blaine. Uh, Want to give a shout out to James and Elise Willems from Funhouse for joining us. Thank you guys. Thank you for, for having, having us. us. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Long time listeners, uh, you might recognize their impersonations from the Beatles episode. Well, I hope not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Such range on YouTube. Uh, wow. what, what would that say about us as impressionists? <laughs> I was convinced that Paul was a man the entire time. Yeah. Never knew it was Elise. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we've worked with James and Elise for a very long time. Uh, we did a sketch series called Arizona Circle uh, that's available at Rooster uh for first members. But also we have a new show that uh, just premiered on 420 called The Last Laugh. Uh, how would you describe that show, guys? It's like a... A laugh challenge on steroids so we have 12 people in a room trying to bust each other up without cracking themselves it goes to 11 pretty quick it was like the weirdest shooting experience i think i've ever had because you're in a room you're not allowed to leave 
you're also not allowed to smile. Yeah, you get punished for smiling or laughing or showing any sort of human emotions. <laughs> so it, it just got it just got weird quickly, yeah. uh, but very in a in a good way. In a good way. So yeah, definitely. If you want to see something bizarre, uh, definitely check that out. Uh, where can people find you guys on like social media, Twitter? Uh, you can follow me at. Uh, on Twitter at James Willems at Elise Willems and of course we're at funhouse youtube.com slash funhouse mm-hmm. well thanks guys thank we'll you we'll have you on next time as uh, you something that's uh, probably not relevant <laughs> <laughs> alright let's keep this free going <laughs> yeah keep a, maybe a, a movie star from the 30s <laughs> I would say uh, Buster Keaton Ooh. <laughs> the si- it would be really funny to have a silent film star on. This is yeah. this is my Buster Keaton impression <laughs> <laughs> what'd you think yeah nailed right. it thanks guys thank all right you guys. thank you